I hope the video caught that. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special edition, special end of the year edition here at Radically Loved Radio. It is just Tessa and I this after what what time is it? Morning. Yeah, we're so close to afternoon. Well, on the Pacific Coast, 11.53 a.m. Yeah, exactly. And you guys are listening to this whenever you're listening to this. Um, it is after the, uh, oh, shit, no, just kidding. Merry Christmas if you're celebrating Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Tess. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Can you believe it? I can. And I am beyond excited. I was just telling Tessa, um, truth be told, we are obviously recording this before. Oh, there's a little bird right outside my door. Literally right outside my door. He's just standing there. I don't know what he's doing. Aww. He can wants he in. Him? Is he tweeting? <laughs> he's he's. Oh, I wonder if I can. Oh, hi, little bird. Oh, I he's gone. See him. I know. I wish I could have turned the <laughs> Hello, camera. Goodbye. Um, yes, uh, I've clocked out. Have you? I'm close. <laughs> I'm trying. I to. mean, I, I really just at this point, <laughs> look, we've both worked really hard this year. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for all of your hard work because we wouldn't be here without you. So thank you, Tess. I wish we had the Aww. clap track. My pleasure. I love working with you. I love working with you. I couldn't do it without you. I really could not. Everybody, you know, those of you out there, especially those of you that are entrepreneurial, find yourself people that you can work with, where you can grow together where you can be honest and you can have the same vision and help each other get to a place where you feel really good about what you're doing every day, because mm -hmm. I think that's important. Yeah. Don't you think? Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, ever since, uh, graduating from college and entering the corporate work world, that's been my mission. And it took, it took me a long time over a decade to get to that place that you're speaking of, but it's worth recommitting and staying the course. And I think absolutely paying attention to the people that you surround yourself with is, is key to yeah. really enjoying what you do. Yeah. And I have, uh, you know, for a long time done everything myself and mm -hmm. I feel like that's that's the reason why a lot of things would fall through the cracks and things wouldn't get done and I wouldn't be able to finish things on time. And I just feel like a lot of the times I'll speak for myself. M my big fear was always, if I don't do it myself, number one, it's not going to be right. <laughs> That's yeah. complete transparency. Yep. And then the second is, um, the fear of, of employing somebody, you know, like there's that fear of like, what if I can't afford to hire somebody or what if I can't pay somebody, you know, and especially during a crazy time. But what I will say is I've said this from the beginning, from the day I decided to quit my job with, with zero dollars in my account <laughs> during a recession, uh, I just went in with both feet and I said, you know what, either sink or swim, you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. And I will say that the only thing I think about now is I, I wish I would have done this sooner mm -hmm. because I would be that much more further along in 
creating the things that I want to create. So uh, that's directly to those of you out there who are busy in, in, in a good way and maybe in a way that is also not serving you, take a, an opportunity to evaluate where your time is being spent, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that being said, let's move onto the topic that we're here to discuss, which is life lessons so deep and so appropriate for uh, this holiday time, don't you think? Oh, it's, yeah. I mean, Christmas day, you know, when, when we think, when I think about Christmas days past, this is, this one's just a little bit different, right? We're not, it's not normal quote unquote, but what can we do to create that spirit and, and create that sense of giving and, um, community and, you know, love. And, and so life lessons on a day like today is, it's like giving yourself a little present, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I, like that. I wonder what are you doing for yourself? Like, how are you, um, giving to yourself? What, what way are you Oh, me. Oh, you're asking me. I'm asking you. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, please do. Yes, yes. (laughs) It's so funny. You know, anytime you and I talk on here or, you know, the last time when I had Tori on the podcast, he's like, oh, I wish I would have asked you. I didn't know I could ask you questions. Anybody can ask me any questions ever. If I don't feel like answering any of them, I'll just say, I'm the one asking the questions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's That's a great question. I think for myself personally, I typically use the entire month because I will have been completely energetically exhausted because of the other 11 months of the year. Yeah. I I said this, I think last week when we were talking about this, that I take the month of December off. I try to anyway, but the last two years, and now this will be the third year, I guess I can't really say that I take December (laughs) off when I'm not really taking December off anymore. Maybe I did it for a good solid six years. And now it's like, no, this is, you're working. I I think giving myself an opportunity to disconnect. I love shutting my phone off. I can be without my phone for, I mean, my phone just broke. So I was actually without it. Did I tell you about this? No. Oh yeah. My phone is broken on Saturday. (laughs) I was texting with my computer. So you you didn't really know, but yeah, but it was nice to not have my phone. Yeah. And I went to the grocery store and, and, you know, I picked up some packages from our, from our mailbox and came back home and was just painting and reading. And it was just so nice. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think that self-care looks like disconnecting from technology. Yeah. Um, I tend to get really um, melancholic during Christmas. Hmm, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a thing. I, I'm not sure why it doesn't, it doesn't feel bad. Yeah. It's just like a little melancholy. And I think it, it might be because for me, Christmas was such a, such a, it was one of my favorite holidays to celebrate as, as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I think it's sort of that I'm almost 40 years old and I'm not a child anymore. And it, it's sort of a different, it's just a different energy. So, so I noticed that during Christmas, 
yeah, I get a little melancholy and, and there's this feeling of, and especially now with this craziness, like I want to be with my family. I want to, I want to cook and I want to be around a lot of people. I'm, you know, Hispanic. So our family's ridiculously huge. And that just gives me so much. It's that love, not love thing where I love it when I'm in it, but then when I'm not in it, I'm like, I can't do that. That's too much work. (laughs) Yeah. So I hope that answers the question. I'm curious for you, like if you have any special feelings around holiday time, Chris, whatever you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, well, I do celebrate Christmas. Uh, and I, I have a similar situation where I feel like I feel nostalgia for being young. And, um, I, I have such fond memories of, I'm such a morning person. I've talked about this before, but like my fondest memories of childhood are waking up at 5.00 AM on Christmas waking my, so I'd like run to the tree, I was the kind of kid who unwrapped the present and then rewrapped it. Like I would do this before my parents got up. Oh no. (laughs) But I don't, if they knew, if they knew they didn't say anything or they just knew that was my personality. (laughs) And then I'd like run to my sister's bed and I'd be like, Megan, my sister's name is Megan. I'd be like, Megan, we got bikes or whatever it was we got, you know? And then my parents would rent us a, um, they would rent us once a year. They would rent us a Sega or a Nintendo because they didn't want us to have video games all the time. So then I'd go downstairs and I would play video games for two hours until everybody woke up. (laughs) So this was like, I feel nostalgia for that. Yeah. kid Who just wanted to play and be kind of sneaky and tricky. So to, to, to bring that into my life, you know, in my adulthood, I'm almost 42. Um, I like to be around kids. I like to play games and um, that's a little bit harder this year. So I've been thinking about how can I give gifts that are meaningful and, and thoughtful. And um, even with just having a small gathering of family, make it special for, yeah. for us and um, it's tricky. It's kind of tricky. Yeah, this year. it is tricky, but I loved hearing yeah. that you're painting. I didn't know you painted. Yeah, no, it's not. Oh, please. You guys, are you kidding? I would love to be like, yeah, I'm actually, it's a hobby of mine. No, I'm, I'm talking Paintilio paint. Um, those Paintilio I've, you know, Jess Davenport and, uh, Lisa, her partner, um, uh, business partner, they have this company they created female owned, uh, they're in Canada. Uh, I've had her, I, I interviewed Jess on the podcast. Um, I will have Kathy link the, the podcast to, to the show notes here. Awesome. I can't remember how, I think maybe it was last year at some point, but it's any picture render or two years ago. It was two years ago. Um, any picture they'll render it to create a paint by numbers. Oh, and cool. yeah. And as a child, that was my favorite way to paint. I did not like painting inside of the margins. I, I did not like coloring inside the lines. I'd always get in trouble for not coloring inside the lines, <laughs> how metaphorical for my life, but I couldn't, I, it gave me anxiety to color inside the lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but paint by numbers was really, um, meditative for me. And so when, when I found this, when I found them, uh, I found them through Lululemon because Lululemon had done a a thing with them, Mm -hmm. a mural, big mural. And I did my first 
painting with that, with, um, a paintilio kit, they send you everything. You send them the picture, they render it, they send it for you to, for approval, and then you can order whatever size you want. And then they send you the entire kit. They hand mix all of the paints so that it's perfect. And, um, yeah, so I, I used it as a gift for Tori and for my sister-in-law. And then, so this year I'm actually, uh, by this time, Tori already knows what it is. He won't listen to this, but I, I, <laughs> got a, a picture of Chewy, Aww. my little boy, my baby. Precious. And, um, yeah. And, and so I'm almost done painting him actually. Um, by the time you're listening to this, it's already done and I'll, I'll post it on my Instagram stories. I've been doing time-lapse video, but yeah, it's so meditative for me, uh, for anybody who doesn't feel like they are, you know, paint capable. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a really great way to do it. And I, I would really recommend it. It's very, for me, like, allows me to fully immerse myself into a tactile experience mm -hmm. that I need in order to calm. I put some Adam Hurst in the background oh. and I'm just painting. That's, that's what I was doing. That's what I'm going to do today after we're done recording. I told you about that uh, yesterday, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. Like you don't have a activity. You write, you write poetry. That's what I you do. do. Yeah. Well, I love writing poetry. Of course. I also, um, love to knit. That's really meditative for me. Uh, but I have to be focused and then I start to feel like I have a little bit of arthritic Arthritis. grandma hands. <laughs> um, so yeah, poetry. Hey, speaking of poetry, have you heard of this book? This isn't really poetry, but it's called the book of awakening by Mark Nepo. Yes. And actually I, I feel like I just got it. Somebody, I might have it. Really? Is it Shambhala? Um, Red Wheel. Oh, okay. No. How is it? Tell me about it. Tell oh, us. Oh my God, Rosie. So what I do with this is when I'm teaching yoga, I'll just like flip open to a page and it's a short passage of prose. Um, and speaking of life lessons, holy cow, prolific. Um, but I love this one. Can I share one? Yes, That's please do. Oh, Super we would short. love that. So it's called remembering and forgetting. Um, so there's one for every day of the year. You could like start January 1st. You could order it for January 1st. Start every day with this little meditation. Um, and this one is called remembering and forgetting. What can I do to always remember who I really am? Most of our searching is looking for ways to discover who we already are. In this, we are a forgetful species. And perhaps what Adam and Eve lost when kicked out of Eden was their ability to remember what is sacred. Thus, we continually run into mountains and rivers, run to the farthest sea, and into the arms of strangers, all to be shaken into remembering. And some of us lead simple lives, hoping to practice how not to forget. But part of our journey is this forgetting and this remembering. It is a special part of what makes us human. So what can we do? Well, it is no secret that sl slowness remembers and hurry forgets. That softness remembers and hardness forgets. That surrender remembers and fear forgets. It is beautifully difficult to remember who we really are but we help each other every time we fill the cup of truth and hold each other up after drinking from it. Isn't oh. that beautiful? 
so um, deep. And then he'll, um, after that, there's like a little bullet point of a guided meditation that like you could record for yourself to listen to. Uh, but yeah, that's, you know, life lessons right there. Being yes. Here. Oh, that's so good. We should have Mark on the show. I, that's exactly what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's try and make let's that, that happen. happen. That's a great, great idea. Mm-hmm. So on that note, wow. So much beautiful reflections. Are you looking to supercharge your quest to cultivate a deep life? Then I highly recommend Optimize. Optimize founder Brian Johnson has created a way for us to get more wisdom and less time with the intention of getting a little better every day. When he talks about purpose, he talks about how we can't find it outside of ourselves. It's important that we're willing to try new things. And this has been a game changer for me. So what do you get when you become a member of Optimize? You get access to over 600 of Brian Johnson's Philosopher's Notes. These are very detailed summaries of very impactful books, books that will transform your life. You also get access to over 50 one-on-one courses. These are video lectures from experts on how to take major action towards improving your life. Masterclass Purpose 101 not only provided me with some deep revelations, it also took me out of my writer's block and reminded me about how important it is to stay on my path and to focus on my own work. The reason why this service works is because all of the content comes out of the mind of Brian Johnson. Brian lives a semi-monastic life that is centered around deep work and thinking and contemplation, and he is driven to helping people live a better life. Try Optimize today. Get a 14-day free trial at optimize.me forward slash loved. That's 14-day free trial at optimize.me forward slash loved. You can also use code DEEP, that's D-E-E-P, if you decide to sign up after your trial to get 10% off. If you want more depth, Optimize will help you get there. And now back to our show. So talking about um, remembering and forgetting, what? tell me three of your biggest lessons for 2020. Oh man. Uh, I realized that all the things that I was running around doing, um, kind of the frenetic uh, to-do list wasn't as necessary as I thought it was. As I stopped driving back and forth town like a ping pong ball (laughs) Um, and sat a little bit more still and um, just, you know, stayed home more. I realized that that was enough that, you know, things, opportunities would still come my way. I, I didn't have to try so hard, I think. And things did, things still continue to just come my way. Opportunities kind of maybe I'm lucky in that way that things fall in my lap, but I do believe that the universe is on my side and that, um, if there's something that I need to come to me, it will. So that's one thing that 2020 has taught me. Um, another thing is, is that I, (laughs) this is kind of silly, but I don't like to share food. (laughs) And I, (laughs) Oh, I got an, an addendum to that. Continue. Okay. Good. It's just been funny because as we're all home together throughout the day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner um, with my two boys, Christopher, my nephew, and Jorge, my husband, I'll be like making something and it's, I put so much like into the presentation and Jorge will come by and just like put it in. Oh, 
Oh, it pisses me off. So that's one of my pet peeves. <laughs> Learn something about myself. <laughs> um, the third one, huh, let's see. I'm, I'm just continually um, exploring um, eating and I mean, food's a big topic in my life. So <laughs> I've been exploring a lot of different modalities of eating, like the clarity cleanse and fasting. Yeah. Um, I've signed up for do fasting. Um, so I've been exploring like, oh, maybe I don't really need to eat as much as I think I do or as mm-hmm. often as I think I do. So I've been learning about that in my body type been interesting wow what's your addendum wow oh no i i also don't like sharing food um not not i mean i will make food i will i will buy you your own whatever it is that you want um i just don't like people taking things from my plate or my stuff it's like it depends what most of the time I'm like, it depends what kind of mood I'm in. Honestly, it's rare when I'm in a good mood. And I I mean, in a mood enough to share, like (laughs) if I'm sitting, if we're sitting and I asked Tori, if he wants some water, he says no, but then we're sitting down. He takes a swig of my water. It freaks me out. I get so angry. I'm just like, what the, (laughs) just told you, like, I just asked you if you wanted water and you said, no, why are you drinking my water? Um, I don't know. I, I I know that that means something. I'm not going to get in too deep with it, but it does have to do with uh, a sense of security mm-hmm. because obviously if we think about it, even in yogic terms, okay, food is related to our uh, physical body and that's our survival. So it's root chakra. So it's agitating. That's why you can be so reactive. If there's a lack, when, when was there a lack? Was there a lack growing up? Did you have to share with the sibling? Did you not want to share, you know, that kind of thing? Absolutely. So, yeah. So a lot of that, I think comes down to a visceral reaction to an impression or a samskara that is there from before, whatever. Um, but I think it's really interesting. So yeah, I'm the same way. I don't like that at all. Uh, Um, I, I think one of the biggest lessons I learned, um, biggest actually for me this year was that I can work from home. Mm -hmm. Um, those of you that know just my story and, and just the last couple of years since I've been doing the podcast, like traveling is such a huge staple in my life, my business, my income, and my association with being home was I'm not working when I'm home, I'm home, I'm resting. I'm maybe doing a little bit of work. Maybe I'm planning, but I'm, it's most of the time it's fun. It's fun time. I'm home. It means I can lounge around and watch TV all day long and eat popcorn and, do nothing, not take a shower, stay in my PJs all day, that kind of thing. (laughs) And so I had this belief that in order for me to actually do work, I needed to be outside of home. And I learned that that's not the case. You know, I was able to actually untrain that part of my mind where it was hard. It was really hard, but I just had to, I created a schedule and I just had to stick to it. Even if I didn't get anything, I'm going to do air quotes, productive, throughout the day, it still put me to task and it still alerted my mind, my body, like, Hey, it's work time. 
sit mm-hmm. down, get on the computer for a couple hours, do some writing, do a couple of interviews, whatever it is that we're doing, and then clock out a certain time, then I can go inside. And, you know, so I, I learned that. Um, another thing that I learned was that it doesn't matter how long you've been doing any of these modalities, different practices, you're, you can still be human and be an asshole and Mm. (laughs) still have meltdowns and still go into depression and still have anxiety, you know, all of the things, um, where, you know, a lot of my adult life in the last few years has been about really embodying the things that I love to teach and the things that I love to learn. And, it's so refreshing to know that I'm still fucked up, (laughs) you know, I mean, you know, in the, in the sense of just being human, I mean, by no way do I have things figured out and I often see my defects of character and I always strive to work on the things that aren't serving my highest good, but I, I learned to actually accept that this year, as opposed to just bypassing it and saying like, Oh, it's fine. I'm just tired. Yeah. I'm just hungry yeah. or whatever. It's like, no, maybe you're just having a growth spurt. Mm. Um, yeah. And the third thing was, uh, that change and transformation is highly uncomfortable mm. and it doesn't feel good at all. I imagine anytime something grows from the ground that to the ground it grows around is a visceral and aggressive endeavor. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to assume that whenever that happens to us, our internal landscape, I mean, doing the clarity cleanse, I think has been one of the biggest things for me too. just getting healthy and sort of reclaiming my body back from yeah, like just wanting to be healthy to get pregnant the last couple of years. That was a huge, um, the, the huge basis of why I wanted to be healthy. Everything I did was, oh, this is really great for fertility or this meditation is good to communicate with your spirit babies. And I'm going to meditate on having a pregnant belly and I'm going to do all of the things and, and have it not actually happen was extremely upsetting, Mm. you know, and I think the biggest lesson for me this year with this still in this process was to really inquire what my reasoning was and to really, uh, I hate the word surrender, but I also love it because it's, it's, it's this, cognitive dissonance I have with that word, but it truly is an exercise in surrender of my attachment to what I think my life should look like. And instead going in deeper and and asking myself the, the true and real questions of why I actually want to be a mother and Mm. And in fact, dissecting that further and really excavating what that means to me, what does mothering mean? And what does mothering another person mean? What does mothering myself mean? And that in itself, it just changes the whole 
dynamic of why I want to be healthy and why I want to take care of my body and why I want to feel good. Um, and it also really alleviated a lot of uh, this sort of self, yeah, like self-hatred I had that I didn't know I had to my body not functioning the way that I thought it should have been functioning, right? Yeah. That um, reminds me, I wanted to ask you about the self-talk when you're having your human moment and um, talking to yourself in a certain way, like, oh, I'm having a moment where maybe I'm being an asshole. Um, are you doing it in a way, can you catch yourself in a way that's more objective and less judgmental? How is that self-conversation? Yeah, I think it depends. I think it really depends because it, it depends on how much sleep I've had or how tired I am. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm really exhausted energetically, then I I can't really catch myself. It's just happening without it's it's what the it's our amygdala, like it's the reactionary, like yeah, visceral visceral experience of just it happens before I could even think about it it's just a reaction um but when I'm more conscious Mm -hmm. yeah I can observe I can observe it from that discerning place you know I was talking to my friend Eli about this and we're having this conversation about discerning you know my big thing is like we are here, we practice yoga, we practice mindfulness, we do all of these practices, meditation, yoga nidra, running activity, because in my opinion, we want to learn to discern. We have to discern in a way that's going to serve our highest good. Yeah. And his, his prose was, you know, we have two voices in our heads, right? We have, when we're trying to discern whether I'm going to say something that's a real dickhead move right now. (laughs) If you even Um, have the foresight. If you even have the foresight, I'm going to really just go off the deep end right now. And there's the two voices, one that's saying, fuck it, do it. Who cares? And then the other voice that's like, it's kind of a dick move. You don't really want to say that. Maybe avoid saying that. But then he said, then there is a third. Mm -hmm. And the third is that wisdom, that wise voice or energy that is ultimately the one that's watching this entire scenario that Mm -hmm. So it's not a choice of right of doing what's right or doing what's wrong. It's really a matter of how can you how can you observe the situation from a wise place, yeah. from a place of of wisdom and and truly a place of discerning. So in saying all that, um, yeah, no, I I sometimes don't catch myself. Um, most often than not, we are egocentric beings and we are solely having our experience within ourselves. And so we're not really thinking about what the other person, we're just, we want the other person to see our view, to feel, to, to know how we feel, 
so that we can then be validated in our reactivity. Mm-hmm. And they're doing the same thing for themselves. So I think I'm going into a whole different topic, which we can go into, but I don't want to deviate too far. Um, do I catch myself when I am in that negative spin? Um, sometimes I do. And sometimes I don't. What I can say is that I absolutely 100% recognize when I am in a spin and I am in a negative narrative and I can 100%, uh, know, <laughs> Doing and knowing is different. Yeah, I can 100% know what I need to do to pull myself out. Hmm. Do you think that includes, so if this is like um, a negative spin that involves someone else, like communication with your partner or friend or uh-huh. a loved one, does it involve like telling on yourself to that other person? Oh yeah, 100%. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's really the, one of the key pillars in a relationship is to say, Hey, I just want to let you know where I'm at right now. And whether it's them or not at the end of the day, whether it's your partner or your friend or your family member, it's always, if you deduce it to its nucleus, it's always going to start with you. (laughs) There's something about what is happening that is not appeasing your ego-iness. And that's what's causing this um, upheaval. And look, for some of us, it's important to listen to that ego part of ourselves. I think ego is important right? I mean, that could be a separate topic, but if you're discerning because you have an abusive partner that doesn't ever listen to you, I'm not saying minimize that voice. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying discern when it's time for you to speak up and use your voice. Regardless, I think that us utilizing our truth whenever we can in a kind and compassionate way is always important. I know that for Tori and I, it's very much that I like how you said telling, telling on yourself, because (laughs) I feel like it does help quite a bit. Um, I can recognize when I am in a state and it could be something so innocuous Mm -hmm. that he might say or not say, and it could have to do with, I'm on the computer and I just saw a post on Instagram or, you know, another baby announcement or whatever. And he can just be like, Hey, do you want me to make you some breakfast? Mm -hmm. And I can be like, no, or something where it's, he's getting a reaction. He has no idea what's going on in my mind. And that can just set me off to, to be irritated because that energy needs to be expressed one way or another. Our emotions need to be fully realized in order for them to have a complete cycle or they're going to live inside your body. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Not fun. No, (laughs) not Not fun fun thing. No, that's absolutely true. I I agree. Um, And it's a practice that uh, it's a hard practice to do. Speaking of um, being uncomfortable, 
in your body and becoming aware of your ego, such a humbling practice to it. I've had a lot of practice um, in the past three years with my nephew moving in with us. He, he moved in when he was about 15. Now he's 19. And um, he, I've had to apologize and um, say, you know, kind of like humble myself before mm. him and always trying to discern, well, who, you know, is this appropriate? Is this, am I being the parental or authority figure by going to him and saying, Hey, I, I wish I would have handled this differently. And I think absolutely that's teaching him how to be an adult and, and owning up to your feelings, your reactions and the way that you move around in the world. Of course, you know, I wish I could catch myself before I react to him and, and kind of snap at him or I don't even think he knows it, but like I can, you know how you can feel that sensation mm -hmm. in your body when you're starting to have a reaction to somebody. Um, so I think that's been the most poignant relationship in terms of learning how to, to be truthful with myself in in an uncomfortable way. Yes. And myself in an uncomfortable way. Oh, let's talk about discomfort <laughs> and let's, let's talk about, um, what we have to look forward to 2021. So we're going to stop there. Those of you that are listening, tune in next week, January 1st, to hear the rest of our conversation. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.